So we'll come back after, again, two weeks long break. Seems like but it was well. longer than that. What? Mm. Seems like it was longer than that. Yeah. But now it seems that uh, the Christmas, it doesn't seem that there are any feasts on Monday and yeah. anything, no, so holidays. <laughs> so it should be regular. All right. So we are going to continue on uh, this text 37. Um, I have heard from elders experienced in the practice of the virtues that evil thoughts are engendered in the soul by showy clothes, the belly's repression, and bad company. This wonderful advice. And actually, if we remember this one, we can um, protect ourselves very well. And. Um, um, this, and, and, and it is worth it to remember that because many times we know what is wrong, what is bad, and uh, we recognize these movements, sinful movements in our heart, and we try to stop that. We, we try, we are trying to uh, to, to, to resist towards these thoughts, uh, sinful thoughts, whatever they are. And, uh, and we feel that we are like without power, without strength. And we, uh, we say, well, we see that, well, there's a weakness in us. We are not able to defeat that. And, and uh, many times, we stay on this point. Just we make this statement that well, we are not able to fight, that we are weak. But this advice gives us, or shows us a way what we are supposed to do. If there are passions we have to, which bothers us, at first, we have to dig deeper a little bit and to ask about our life, how we are, how we are um, living in this world, what fills our mind. And uh, those three areas are, and if you remember before, it was, I don't know which one, Taxi said that, if you cut off these first three passions, you remove even like daughter, children of these passions. So again, he gives us like three areas if we pay attention to. Uh, so it will help us to fight these uh, passions. Some passions might be really make silent, that they will not uh, appear. So he gives us three foundations and uh, which we should check if we are facing uh, temptations. The first is luxury clothes. 
luxurious clothes? Well, it is not only about what we are wearing. Uh, through under this uh, expression, we have to realize that what he's talking about is simplicity of life. And, uh, and this is in all areas, not only about what we are wearing, but uh, this, this desire to lead simpler life is huge protection. Because if I have a desire for that, so then I don't allow passions like greed to, to start to raise in me. Or I will be, uh, I will resist to temptation to be too worldly, to live according to the world. Um, it is connected with, uh, with this uh, appetite for to see everything, hear everything, to experience all kind of pleasures. You know that uh, this and, and this is uh, even connected with uh, uh, what, what it, I think bucketlist it is that the list of things, what to do before I die. Oh, bucket list. Yeah. Bucket list, yeah. So this is very popular, I mean, among people, that while we see something and we have this, this desire comes, yes, I want to try that. I want to have this experience. And there is this pressure from the world that uh, to make us to, to raise our desire for these things because they are presented in a very special way and many times we think that if we don't do this if we don't try that if we don't see that don't we, so then our life has a little bit less quality that we are missing something and uh, it is it is very powerful and um, but if these desires are in our heart and fill our hearts uh, with, uh, with, uh, uh, with this desire to fulfill all these things, so then we can be taken totally by that. And it means that uh, there will be no space for for spiritual things, as I said yesterday, that well, this is one thing which causes that our zeal for God is disappearing if we are filled with worldly things. And we have to see that as a temptation, you know, that that world will offer us thousand, thousand things what to do. And um, it seems like I was watching. It was several years ago. It just came to my mind. Uh, a movie. It was like comedy. There were like uh, four or five students, college students. They were making trip in Europe, and it was funny because there was some kind of plot there, funny plot, and so. So they were, and they traveled from 
Rome to Berlin to Amsterdam and to Prague to Breslau in Slovakia. It was funny to see that. Um, and Budapest, I think. And uh, it was it was funny, but while I was watching that, I realized that the story is so beautiful. I was was offered in this way that I said, if I am a young person, I would have desire to go and to visit all these places and to have this experience. And uh, and uh, this is not something what uh, what um, probably would serve me well, but but you are filled with that, and somehow I, I think that you might be during watching that almost like sad that you don't have this, and. It is some kind of feeling that something missing in your life, and that that uh, well, and and you want to f- fulfill that. And it must media they have like very powerful, powerful. They have power. I remember first time when I realized that power, of media was that. Uh, as a in elementary school, it was during communists. So, from time to time, we had to go to theater. It was like some kind of ideology, you know, that through theater, through this, they were putting this this um, ideas of communism, you know, to head of little children. And uh, once we went to, we were supposed to go to to see a movie. It was some kind of Russian movie, some kind of boring, you know, something about pioneers, this uh, communist youth organization. But I don't know what happened. They they changed this. They probably they didn't have a movie, so they they gave us they they uh, gave us a comedy from. French uh, of Italian, uh, Bud Spencer at Terence Hill, the Spaghetti Western. Uh, well, it was yes, it was. Uh, I don't remember the the title of the movie, but this type of. It was very funny, and it was, it was uh, the. I know that it was happening in French, France. This this whole movie, and. Uh, and this was like, so you, we were watching this this movie. There was everything was in bright light there, in next to sea and uh, on beaches and blue sky. And uh, those two guys who lived in a free society actually, and they were doing things. And then I, I know that when movie was finished and we went out, it was probably fall, but it was this. You look, it was like dark clouds. Everything was gray. You saw buildings like they were not uh, maintained. You saw reality, this communist reality. And even weather contributes to that. And I realized, I, I, I know there was first time in my life when 
I somehow um, saw this contrast, you know, and uh, and it was sadness in me, huge sadness. For and until now, I, I really remember this feeling that that okay, I I, I felt sorry for myself that I live in this country, in this society, and I had desire to live that life. Not like the life of these criminals who are playing, you know, but to live in that, this kind of society. And it was very powerful. So if they intended to put us some kind of more of communist ideology, they did the opposite, maybe it was sabotage or whatever. <laughs> because some people were doing that. I'm just saying that, that we have to be very careful that what what is entering to our heart. Because world is not going to give us desire for God. World is going to give us desires for everything that take us away from God. And uh, it's, it's good if we are not, we don't trust these offers, if we really weigh them. And we always like test them with this question, how does it serve to my salvation? Yeah. And uh, yeah. So the second things what he says is uh, this warning not to fill our belly too much. It means to moderation of life. And uh, and this is very important because if uh, we try to um, fulfill these bodily desires, so we will be ne not, never able to to understand even spiritual desires and to fulfill them. And then last thing was that we have to avoid of bad company and uh, we have to take it seriously uh, because uh, we are we have to realize that we are weak and um, we have to be very careful whose company we are choosing very careful um, there is there is a little bit, uh, I think, during my life, I think that there was some kind of um, stress on a company, if I am using this new word, others. Uh, sure. But it uh, but we, I have to be very careful because with this good intention, I can fall. I cannot put to danger uh, my own salvation. Um, there was a story I heard about a priest. 
I was young and so he made some kind like focus on, on that well he wants to help young people he wants to um, some kind of bring them to closer to Christ so well he he was really trying hard with good intention that spend time with young people, with teenagers, and playing full soccer with him, with them, and to hanging out with them, and... Um, well, it was not a lot of success. He was popular, but he, can, he couldn't say about that he brought a lot of conversion. But what hit him once was that one young man, he told him, the father, why do you want to be like we are? Why don't you want to be who you are? And, and he said that this, this one question totally ruined his understanding of his mission. He, he realized that well, these young people, they don't need another friend. What they need is is uh, somebody who would show them the way. And this is not not think how to show the way uh, in the in this way how what he was doing how he was doing. I I don't want to just make some kind of like strict conclusions from that. But I think that there is something in there uh, in this in this way. Uh, and I, I mean, for us, from that story, would be that even if we are dealing with others, we have to be aware of dignity which we received during baptism. To enter to um, some kind of community or to hanging out with people we want to help in that way that we go on their level it's something that is very dangerous because they will stay there and they will put us down St. Isaac Syrian he says that until you are sick what he means that until you're still fighting with your passions, if you want to help somebody who is in swamp and is rowing, if you do it, so do it only with a long stick, in order to hand him something. But don't try to go there and to help the person until you are sick. And other other place, he says that uh, don't dare to, uh, maybe he didn't say don't dare, but as I remember that. So I hope that he will be merciful for him, for me, if I am not, not saying his words. So be attentive not to touch wounds of others if you are wounded. So it means that if 
you are fighting with passions, don't try to approach others to help him with passions. You know, because uh, especially I would say that I would say that, that uh, I think that uh, I just don't want to reveal too much, but I think that for example, especially for priests, it's very dangerous to heal confessions. You know, because if the if that if that priest is fighting his own passion, some kind of bodily passion. And in confession, it might be disaster for him. This is why uh, uh, I think it was Simeon, new theologian. He says that only then should be ordained who reached purification. You know that uh, he gives like huge condition. You know that that one who is purified in heart from passions uh, should be ordained, and I think it it has this connection that then that person can be healer and uh, and can heal without causing harm to himself. And this is this is why. Um, this is why there's a huge problem I think now um, if I see uh, when Miron was in seminary so I can see this I saw this formation how it was and and what I'm hearing is that this is a big problem I, th I think in uh, seminaries because now it is too concentrated on academics you know that you have to go through you have to go through all these subjects and to write if you write very good paper you go write very so you 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 have okay to go you know to continue but but it is but i think that only uh, i think more more important is to pay attention to spiritual formation. You know that, for example, we are going through these spiritual laws, which Brianchino was giving us now, Theodorus, others, these, uh, these uh, laws which uh, uh, we, can, we can really uncover in our lives. And uh, all of them, they work. But, uh, well, for example, I, I don't remember that we were formed in seminary this way. Nobody was teaching us this art of spiritual life. But, well, we were lucky because we had a good spiritual father who really took care. We had very, very, a lot of pious like professors who taught like philosophy or dogmatics or whatever. But they were priests with good hearts and good formed. So 
it was not about academics. They, they many times they were talking us uh, stories from uh, pastoral work. They were explaining how to act, what we can expect about spiritual life. So we got decent like formation, but I think this is missing in present times in seminaries. And uh, uh, many times then, then, and this is, I think, a result of even this crisis we can see in the church. Uh, priests, you know, there are failures. Many priests are in, like in depression because they are fighting with themselves or they are giving up this fight. Or they are living like life of um, there was like what uh, there was one novel in France. I I can I cannot recall the name of this philosopher. Uh, I would need to go and back, but he wrote a book, a novel, and uh, there was. One chapter in this in this book, it was like diary of village priest. It was did you know that? Who was that author? Do you don't you remember? Okay. Oh, I'm either. I'm very bad with things. But actually, in that that and this chapter destroyed or caused huge harm not only in France in following years and centuries up to now because they changed understanding of priesthood a little bit and religious life. So he described there in this chapter, he described um, life of one priest who was a very good priest. Everybody in his parish, they, everybody loved him. He was very good to parishioners. He did everything correctly. He was very pious. He did everything correctly. But he didn't believe in God. And he did it because he he thought, well, this is this is what makes people happy and so he followed everything but without spirit, without real faith. It was just his job. And he did it correctly. And this chapter was uh, somehow like, uh, a lot of copies was made and spread through whole France. And it has this impact that while we that to be Christian means to be a good person only. And it's fine. It, it, it really gave some kind of this understanding. And, and then you have, you have, so if you don't have this good spiritual formation, this understanding of soul, you can come to this way of life. 
because you, if you don't know how to fight, how to live spiritual life, so you, uh, in the end you will make this compromise, uh, uh, compromise, and and you will live, you will be trying to live decent, good life with thought that this is religious life and. Uh, well, you will be, in this way, you will become slave or all kinds of passions. But you will just say, I am human. I am weak. It belongs to human nature. I am trying my best. Maybe I'm too simplifying that, but I do it on purpose. To, to bring this stress that we have to uh, really pay attention what is what is going on and and like this to put these good fundaments <coughs> it gives us ability to discern things around us. We will see clear. Um, Saint Ophan the Recluse, he says, and we just make summary of this teaching of these holy fathers. And he says that uh, there are like three levels how we live our life. The first is this carnal, bodily levels, physical and, and level of body. There is another level, is intellectual, based on our reasoning. And third one is spiritual. And during the day, I can be five minutes here, five minutes here, five minutes here. It is changing, you know, but, but what St. Paul says is that those who live on this bodily level or intellectual level those are enemies of Christ cross 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 because only when we try to live on this spiritual level we are moved to desire to fulfill Christ's commandments. We are able to see. We are able to recognize what is correct, what is not correct. We are able to see our passions. These are sickness which needs to be healed. And uh, only on the spiritual level it's possible to somehow to be open to this knowledge pleasure. Uh, to be open for this uh, knowledge which comes from above, which we cannot get from books, which is received by, we are receiving from God. Something what, what just comes to our soul and we suddenly start to see or understand correctly, see correctly. And we even we cannot 
uh, shared it with somebody. It's just knowledge which was given to us, and if you are trying to to explain to somebody, that person would not get it. Correct? Isn't that pretty evident in scripture, though, too? You notice every time you had the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, you had all these people that were more intelligent, knew the law inside and out. You know, they had um, understanding of the history. Yeah. But every time you'd see John the Baptist walk into the picture of Christ, it was brood of vipers, you know? They weren't the individuals that, you know, the people should be following. And Christ was always talking about the spiritual and, yeah. and John the Baptist. Good point. Yeah? Just curious. Yeah. This is why I'm talking about that uh, they were not able to see and understand. Even they were they knew, like Moses and the prophets, very perfectly. They were keeping Moses' law in like strictness. They were not able to understand and and put it to contrast to that criminal who was dying next to Christ on the cross. When he said when he confessed, he, he made the self-accusation. He admitted that he is sinful. What happened? Suddenly his eyes were open and he turned to that another man who was dying next to him and he's making this not logical request. It was like craziness. You know, that, that asked that one who is dying next to him to be in his kingdom. It's, it, the, and, but this is this knowledge from above which gives us ability to see what is hidden for the others. I noticed that a lot in uh, Christ's words. He was always referring to them as being blind. Yeah. Like the blind lead the blind, you know, and, and yeah. like yeah, exactly. Is there a way, <clears throat> minus just constant prayer, is there a way we can bring the spiritual part of life into the kernel and the intellectual? Like, because like if I'm eating lunch, that there's not much spirituality going on there. But that's something I need to do. Is there a way to bring spirituality into that or to... I don't know. It just seems like a spirituality is the best, the best of the three, but all three are necessary. Is there a way to bring spirituality in, into all of it? I I would not. What do you mean under spirituality? I don't know. You just mentioned that you can fluctuate. Like yeah. So uh, it's not spiritual. It's uh, like this to live on the spiritual level uh, okay. of so the soul. Be aware. So, in the soul, you have like this lower area when uh, you live according desires of your body. You try to please your body. You are after all pleasures, which body you know that. So, and you care about nothing. You know there is. A, there was like um, during communists, somebody said, 
while uh, it was said about I don't want to criticize Czech people, you know, but uh, they were. It was like joke. He said there will be no revolution. Communists will be overreigning in Czech Republic because there are people who care only to have uh, hot dog and beer, and they are satisfied. If they have this, they are satisfied. So it means that I, if I put my life, that I am satisfied with only with these worldly things, you know, and which offers pleasure. So I'm living on this level. And uh, uh, for example, you can see that that many times those these kind of people they have no uh, interest about art. They, they, well, if they're a good book even, uh, they don't find pleasure in reading this book or, or discovering this beauty which is hidden there. You cannot find those people to go to theater for some kind of uh, uh, play which is from good author. It's too big for them. There are simpler, I would say. And I'm not criticizing them, but if they you choose this way of life, you are satisfied with so little and every symbol is higher, it's difficult for you. It takes it takes effort, you know, to start to understand this this otherwise. But then you have another level, intellectual level. So you can get there when you start to see or to when you start to conquer this really these lowest desires when when you make detachment from these pleasures some in some measure you know and and then you start to uh, discover beauty of uh, intellectual things you start to see um you see good movie, which is good art, and you start to understand that and you enjoy that others, and maybe your neighbor is, ah, I cannot watch this boring, you know, but you, you can see this beauty there, what this artist wanted to tell, and, and the same thing, you, you value knowledge, you value uh, some kind of, you want to know more, and you can live on this level. There are, there are a lot of, for example, academics who really allow, they are on this level and they love this life and there are, they, they know a lot of, they, they can explain many things, but still it is not the level we are supposed to live. We are so called to live on a level, spiritual level, and in a like Holy Fathers, they, they say, they call this like mind or uh, eye of soul or news, Greek word means news. It is like this highest level of our soul on which we communicate with God. So we have, we have to go through purification of life to purify, to actually to purify this mind. Maybe are open for this knowledge from above. And then, then, look, then it is, uh, then, uh, and this will um, change 
uh, how you see everything. Because even that uh, lunch you need just to provide uh, for your uh, life, this food becomes like, uh, you see that as a blessing you got. You are thankful inside. And, 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 but on the other hand, you will see that uh, you will see that they might be dangerous so you are careful what you eat. You know, that for example, and, and, and you are choosing what you are going to eat and when you are going to eat. For example, you will find out that if you didn't make your evening prayer so you don't have like big supper, because you know that then you are not able to pray well. You know, that that I know a lot of prayer, I myself, you know, that um, if there is a liturgy, so like evening, what is, for a morning liturgy is the best for priests because, you know, it's most easier, you are fresh and not tired and it's easy to, but, but like, if you have like seven liturgy, so uh, preparation starts before three o'clock. That I, I before three o'clock. I, I, uh, if I eat something after three o'clock, you know, so what, even a little bit something, I feel that concentration during liturgy is not big. That I have to put more effort to concentrate, and it is more difficult. You are more tired, and it's not only about about uh, uh, this uh, bodily preparation, like for the liturgy. Like you know that actually, I know that from this record that well, uh, usually, usually I do spiritual reading or or things which are connected with texts, spiritual texts, or and then. There is a prayer from six, but but you have to prepare for that. So I'm I'm just not saying that to some kind to elevate myself. <laughs> but I just want to give you this this um, understanding that then when you are trying to live on this level, so then everything you are doing. So you are paying attention to what you are doing because you don't want to destroy your spiritual work. You know, so then even a meal starts, becomes like, okay, this is something what I am receiving from generosity for God, I'm thankful, but then I am making like, making decision to make good measure, you know, that do moderation. And, and and then even then and it's not about food about what you are doing what you are trying to do you know um, how how you are managing it. so if you are going for the liturgy on Sunday so for sure morning you will not uh, turn on uh, some kind of videos from YouTube for uh, to to put to tame your mind with with some kind of images you know that you try to be away from uh, media to be concentrated. So you are paying too attention to many things, so through this you are sanctifying somehow everything what you are doing. Does that make sense? Yeah, I was, I was thinking 
you, you clarified a lot. I was thinking of like the action itself is like eating food would be a carnal action. Really, it's your intention behind the action. Like yes. Why you're eating. Yes. How much you're eating. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Well, because if you are trying to live on this level of spiritual level, so then you know that everything around you, everything you're doing, everything has impact on this. So, and you can um, you can see that something can pull you down. You know, like, uh, um, one priest told me that, that uh, he was um, invited among like, He's not bad company, good company. He was invited, and well, it was like not formal meeting, and so he said, I had one shot, another shot, and then I realized after a while that, well, it hit to my head, and my tongue was loosed. And so then he realized that, he said, well, now I know I cannot have these shots, even like these little ones. So you can you can experience that if you are not paying attention, you can be brought down very fast to these lower levels, and then you are living like Saint Paul says, like enemy of Christ's cross. It makes a lot of sense for you, the enemy of the cross, because the cross is painful. Hard. And if you're thinking of it purely on a physical level, there's no attraction to that life if you, if you don't understand it. Yeah. Well, it might. Look, it's so difficult. I, The question we can have in our minds is so. It's impossible to live like that. We can say, well, how can we live in the world in this way? You know, this question is people have. But well, one thing for our reason for this question is that this question comes because we didn't make decision for God yet. We want to dance with world and with God together at the same time. And and this is this is what causes problems, you know, that uh, if you don't make this decision to follow Christ, a real decision that what I what do you want? What do you want? I want salvation or soul. I want heaven. I want eternal life. Make decision for that. So then why are you doing these 1,000 other things which has nothing, which is not helping you with this, your goal? You know? I said, well, what, but, but we, we, are, we are living the world and we are supposed to live... No, we are not supposed to live like world lives. This is like pressure. The world pushes on us these rules of life. 
how we are supposed to live. And we accept that and we then say to God, oh, you know, we accepted these rules for life, these, these fashions or way of life, which work gave us. And so, well, we cannot fulfill our commandments. This is not true. And, and I think that, uh, I think you will have, hopefully you will not have this experience when you are older. No, but I think that I already can say, when I return back in mind, you know, like to my childhood, that how this, how this environment was changed where we are living in. Today we had this, I had this class for similar, for the Slovak uh, people, and and I was talking about this. That I remember that when I was child, it was magic. On I, I could you could I allowed Sundays because you when you went out, you knew this is Sunday. It was so silence, you know there, and and. Nobody was working. You couldn't hear any noise from work or something. You could see people, if they're walking on the street, they had special clothes, Sunday's clothes. It was because it was Sunday. And uh, uh, even those who were saying that, well, we are communists, we are not believing God, but they were keeping the same way of life. It was good life. You know, Sunday was like very slow day. You went to church, then you have lunch, then you had a little nap, you went to Vespers, you went back home, and it was a very long day, And uh, but it was slow going day, uh, some kind of like peace, silence, a lot of silence. People could live this. People were able to live this kind of life, which was very close to fulfilling, fulfillment of commandment to keep Sunday holy. People were able to do this. But then the world came with new offers. And suddenly you start to to see this inclination to different way. And, and uh, for sure we could see that when we went to our third parish, and it was like between two big cities. So people were going to cities and there was like huge influence of the city life. And this magic was not there. You know, this, this Sunday, you couldn't feel that this Sunday anymore. But still, but still, despite of that, still I think when we were last time, was 10 years ago when I was back in Slovakia and went to Košice, a big city, and uh, it was Sunday, and just to see these familiar places, downtown city, and I felt that, that you could feel that 
that people were enjoying this Sunday in some kind of old way still. Um, even maybe on, on suburbs, you know, was different, but you could feel downtown, you could feel that. It was, it was very refreshing. So what I am trying to say, and, and many other things, uh, ways of life, you know, that what, what genera two generations ago was normal thing, now it is old-fashioned. That, that, and, and there is this influence of the world. So we can live. We just need to say no to society. We just need to say no to many of these pressures which cause us to do something. I, I'm not talking now about Sunday. I'm talking about many, many other needs. We see this is like obligation. It's something what is appropriate to do. We don't want to hurt somebody, so we agree to even to things we feel is not right. But but this is like if you remember or from the beginning, like with Briancha, you know, first chapter is what and and he's put this fundament how to follow Christ. And through first like this chapter in the book which is introduction to spiritual life. It's a long chapter, and he talks about details, how we are supposed to live if we want to follow Christ. What does it mean to follow Christ? And, and what we are doing many times is that we adjust this, that we adjust this gospel according measures and viewing and uh, of so present society. We want to fit in. But we are not called to fit to society. We, this Betsani, we are fitting the society. We should be a little bit weird, you know, Christians. Society always should see us like, <laughs> in good way. There was a very popular uh, priest that was traveling in the United States back in the late 90s. And um, a gentleman asked a certain question about how we live our life as Catholics. And he struck a nerve with this priest. And this priest got really upset. And he said, I've traveled all over the United States. I've been on speaking tours for 10 years. I've been just about every parish you could possibly think of, just about every city in America. And he says, the reason I'm out here is because we forfeited and gave up our Sunday in the United States. And the guy goes, ah, it's, you know, garbage. You, you get him kidding me. And he goes, pastors all over the United States have changed their preaching and their styles and when they preach and when they talk and what they talk about. It's no longer following a calendar. They have to evaluate the men that are absent on Sundays during June, July, and August because there's an 80% drop in the men's attendance because they're golfing. Golfing's more important. Then you gotta go into college season for football. He says the men don't go to Saturday liturgy anymore and they don't go to Sunday liturgy anymore. 
because the NFL has boldly, per, you know, proclaimed Sunday is our day. That's our day. And he says, it's gone away with a whimper. He says, that's why I'm out preaching. He said, I'd much rather be home in my own parish. And, you know, he brought that up and he says, nobody's even talking about it. Nobody's even trying to reset it. He says, we've just given it away. But, you know, I can make some kind of comparison, you know, because I came from different culture, but I would say that despite all these negative things, we can all really list them very easily. I think that Christians in America are amazing. Even even uh, maybe we there because of that maybe bad formation uh, we went a little bit astray you know in in our activities but I think this disposition inclination of heart generosity to our church you know and uh, to support church is something what um, I really it amazes me and I think that only little is needed to wake up this power which is hidden here and is waiting for awakening is just to what we are doing or we are trying to do to discover what is spiritual life how to live spiritual life to learn about these spiritual laws. Because if you don't know about the spiritual law, you can try to live uh, according to your best intentions, but still there will be no results. And uh, I, I have big hope. Like I, I think that if this is happening, so there will be huge awakening. You know, I think that, that good, uh, this formation called to return back to teaching the Holy Fathers will change m many, many things. And um, there's a lot of confirmation about that, about those things. And, and people are hungry for that. Like today I announced I was asked to announce that I did it during this our meeting through Zoom online meeting that uh, uh, on Saturday Saturday one of these young men this Veani man he attends these meetings and he called me and he asked about several advices and he told me that from this on this Friday come in and please if you can add to prayer this this activity similar meeting starts in one parish in Trenčín it is west of Slovakia and they are going to start these meetings to study holy fathers the teaching of the holy fathers and they they because they tasted that during this one year over one year they were attending these this online meetings and He's, this young man, he told me, well, uh, well, I didn't put huge effort, but still I see, 
how I was changed. And, and he said, there are so many people who want that, so they are going to start that in, in a trenching. And uh, I think that, that people are really hungry for, the, for those things. And, and once you start to understand these, these laws of spiritual life, how to, how to walk closer to Christ, what is that, that path? If you clean your mind from this, some kind of this uh, sentimental, you know, motions, how to believe, you know, which uh, world is pushing on us, so then, then you will see Krill Road. And it is not road which is like Hollywood production that a lot of entertainment. It's it's simple. Why? Right? It's it's just this inner struggle, this this um, persistence in uh, prayer, persistence in spiritual reading, persistence in trying to to understand to know yourself. To even this persistence, like you are coming for uh, vigils, you know, like Saturday, it seems like nothing. You come and you are there for you are praying for one hour, and you say, "Well, what what it is?" Well, it is like to go on the sun, and you are you can see what what happens. You are getting done, done, you know, vitamin D. You know, it, it something's happening. It's not wasting time. It's during this time, some kind of slope uh, transformation. The heart is happening, and we cannot notice it now. But after like a span of several years, we can see that.